Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and speaker. Well Played is part of On Podcast Media Network, so definitely check out some of the great shows that can be found in there. Today, today is season four, episode 25, and we are talking about sort of the power of music and games together. And we have with us first time guest, but longtime listener, Amanda Gray. Super excited to have Amanda with us. Welcome. Amanda. Thank you for having me. Super pumped about the invite. I am excited that we finally connected. Amanda, uh, if you could give people just kind of a little little introduction, that would be that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. So I'm Amanda Gray. I am uh, this is my seventh year teaching. My first year teaching only middle school band. So middle school, super pumped about that. I love middle uh, school. I do too. So uh, seventh year teaching, I've got just middle school band this year. I was introduced to gamification about a year and a half ago in college. Um, yep, we, uh, we had to read your book for one of my college classes and I just dove on in. I loved it, joined the community and uh, here I am. <laughs> Fantastic, that's awesome to hear. And uh, yeah, like Amanda has come to X XP Lab chat on Tuesday, definitely has posted some things there has also hosted xp lap um so definitely like an active community member and i just want to say thank you again for kind of being that that pillar of the community always shouting ideas and like coming up with stuff for everybody else that's fantastic and i guess in this episode i wanted to chit chat with you a little bit about not that you're going to represent all the arts i know and, and i know each art has its own, you know, medium and, and definitely like its own spin, but right. you know, we, I often talk with sort of teachers in sort of the content subject areas, you know, of English, you know, and, uh, math and science and social studies. Uh, I was really excited to chit chat with you about kind of how you have in the past, how you're thinking about, well, you know, whichever way we want to turn this, but how you've sort of applied a game mechanic to, to band. Right. Um, so when I first started reading the book, um, I just, you know, was trying to find ways to do any kind of game mechanics in band, just find ways to make it fun, different challenges, different things, adding music, you know, whatever I could do to try and make it more engaging. Um, but then I realized that I could actually apply it to some of the things that I was trying to accomplish in my class. So, um, my big thing that I do, it's a second semester, kind of game and uh i call it band karate which is not my idea i've actually taken this from a lot of other band directors that do this but i have stuck with the band karate theme and so each of the students they are a ninja and um, you know we we think of ninjas you know they're they're stealthy you know they're secretive whatever but if you actually google the term ninja it is um, a person who excels at a particular skill and so what I've done is I've taken this and now we have used it in my band class to progress through the skills from our method book. So this is really huge with my beginners and I find ways to make it work for my seventh and eighth graders too, make it a little more difficult for them. But with the beginners, especially it's making benchmarks throughout the method book. And the way they do it is, you know, they get on, they get on Flipgrid and they record a specific uh, task that they have to complete 
And if they can, you know, play the excerpt without any mistakes, we call it, um, you know, obtaining mastery for them. They can't make any mistakes. They pass the next belt level and, you know, they get to move their avatar up and they get that color belt around their instrument case. And it's been really fun. It's a great motivator for them. So, all right. So just to kind of like rephrase this back. So we have kids who are kind of trying to, trying to level up, trying to, you know, increase their, their belt level, if you will. Right. And they have sort of this, dare I use it like assessment or test, right? And the test is that they got to try to play the, whatever piece it is, you know, near perfect there. Um, right. And, and that's kind of their breaking of the board. Mm-hmm. Like, can they, can they break the board successfully here? It's big. Can they do it? And if they do, then they kind of advance. And then like a whole set of new challenges sort of come when they've advanced. Mm-hmm. And then same thing, they'd have this like breaking of the board kind of activity where again, they're going to, they're shooting for that perfection, near perfection level. That's super cool. I like the, the, the progress that they feel in that. So like that structure honors some of their mastery and, and you do have a sense of progress, which is another game mechanic. Right. And I think it's so important, you know, it, it kind of takes the stress away from like, it's not a playing test. It's a belt test. Like I'm trying to prove my skills. I'm trying to prove that I can do this. And, you know, it in, especially since it's recorded on Flipgrid, you know, it's no longer, they come into a room, I'm sitting in front of them, staring at them, uh, while they like get super nervous to take this test. I mean, they can practice as many times as they need to. It's also kind of a motivator to practice things at home, Mm -hmm. right? Take your instrument at home, practice, take this belt test. And if they don't pass it, there's no worries because they know they can take it again and again until they achieve mastery. I like that because it also takes, uh, a bit of the fear out and it adds in a bit of the excitement, right? You know, like, which I know we don't often talk about, but like, any sort of assessment there there is the excited side of it there is like how many points am i capturing or you know like this is a chance to demonstrate your hard work this this is the equivalent of the big game on a weekend for for a sports team like you've done all the practices and this this is the big game like let's let's see if we win it you know and if Mm -hmm. you don't win it that doesn't mean you like quit the sport (laughs) like you're you just try extra hard in next week's practice and hope that the following weekend you're able to like win the big game again. So uh, I love that like this this mindset that you're sort of applying for the students with the students. Uh, do you feel like when you've done that, that like, like do you feel like that resonated? You said this is a second semester thing. So was there a change really from the students' behavior, you know, towards I shouldn't say behavior, but their their mindset towards. Right. Uh, towards learning a a piece and an instrument from the first semester to the second semester? So I would say, so I'm kind of one of those people, I preach growth mindset forever. Like that is huge for me. It is huge for my classroom. I mean, personally, I'm, you know, growth mindset is huge for me. And so I always start the year, you know, we always have the conversation, guys, band is hard. I know people think band is easier, you know, all of these misconceptions, but You know, we are going to hold each other to high expectations. Growth mindset is going to have to be like part of you now. And so we spend the whole first semester learning all of the basics, right? How to, how to play correctly, how to play the notes, how to produce great tone, all of that stuff. So they can apply it when they start doing 
this band karate thing. And the great thing about recording it and having a video of it is we can actually go back and if they don't pass their belt test, um, we can watch their video and watch their book at the same time and be like, all right, so what do you think, like, what do you think you did that maybe could have been better to earn this belt next time? Sure. Kind of. Well, that's awesome. Like then they're reflecting over like their work but they actually have the work in front of them. So it's not just a like, well, I think I did really well this unit. You're like, no, 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 like let's actually look at the the piece. Right. And almost note by note really look at it and you're kind of like, ooh, I sort of did miss it in that that refrain section or I only know the refrain because I practiced that so well. Yeah, and it's it's so great too because I I'm, I'm no longer the bad guy. You know, I don't ha- I'm not the one saying you didn't get this right, you didn't get this. We can watch their video and they're like yeah, I didn't play that note very well, or I didn't hold that note long enough. Like, sure. and they just start critiquing themselves, and I'm like, all right, let's do it again. You know what to fix. Yeah, that's awesome. And and like with that kind of joyous spirit that you sort of deliver that message with, instantly it takes away any any of the like, oh, like I, I failed. It's more just like, oh, like swing swing one was a miss, but let's woo, let's let's do it again. All about uh, it. No, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I wanted to sort of debrief a little bit, you had mentioned that uh, when you first sort of read my book and you you first started to sort of implement some things, you you didn't start with like a a big thing or like a, a theme like that. You, you really looked for some one-off activities, which I love. I love that message because I often say to people like, while I do a big game, so like a lot of my examples – come from a lot of my personal narratives come from a big game i mean if you read the book though like i I constantly say like you could use any one of the just one of these mechanics just one of these tools just one of these review games uh and it will it will help your class uh and if you connect them together into sort of a larger format sure like that then then that's bigger but Mm -hmm. you don't have to do that so i'm just curious you know can you speak at all towards, you know, just pulling a, a mechanic out? Not not that you have to necessarily tell me about that mechanic, but just your experience with just dropping in one activity here, one thing here, one mechanic. How did that feel? Right. So um, it's actually kind of a little bit of a funny story. I When I first signed up for the class, it was gamification and education. That was the class that I took for my master's degree. And I, I remember when I had to register for it, I'm like, ga- gamification like video games that's what a lot of people that's what a lot of people think that's a constant uphill battle i gotta fight like yeah and so of course my immediate reaction was all right i mean cool i'll sure we'll do this and you know we ordered your book and we had to read the first two chapters and i was like all right like cool and i read the whole book i was like oh my gosh yeah. This is so cool. And I, you can ask my friends. They're like, oh, you really like this. I'm like, T- I have to tell you everything. <laughs> I have to tell you. Like, sit down. <laughs> take a seat. Take a seat. Yeah, this is going to take uh, a while. Yes. And, and yeah. And so um, I'm definitely guilty of being one of those people who will just like pile on the things. I'm like, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to. And then I take a step back. I'm like, okay, you can't do all of this. You need to stop. And so that's kind of where I started, you know, throwing all of my ideas in. But then I'm like, all right, what can I actually do this week? Like, what can I actually do in my class? 
And, you know, it started becoming just little tiny challenges. You know, I would like to, I would, I would play music at the beginning of class and, you know, we would have to try and guess, you know, I'd play a movie theme or something like that. And they would have to come in, they'd have to be able to tell me what the movie is, or, you know, we would have, you know, little face-offs when we were playing our warm-ups, like, all right, you play this now, can you play it better? How did you play it better? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, just little tiny, tiny things little that challenges, I could- Little challenges, little face-offs. Yeah, challenges that I could spice up my class with. Sure. And it was cool, it was really fun. And then um, the the big thing that I did was I, I did like a breakout room game, like an nice. escape room type thing. And that was, that was when I really got them hooked, where I was like, all right, guys, we have four tasks and you know, like one task is about music theory. So like you have to be able to correctly label all of these rhythms. And the next task is music vocabulary. You have to put them in alphabetical order as quickly as possible. You know, like those kinds of things to break out of the band room. So that's awesome. So, I mean, one, I love the the story of just like dropping these in and how like it did sort of revitalize the class a little bit, change it up a little bit. Uh, two, what I like is sort of your, your point about tossing these things in were, were fun, but when you started to be a little more intentional about your selection, uh, you, you saw greater gains. Like, and I think about, sometimes I think about gamification, like you can sprinkle it in and I think of it a little bit like the wild prairie, like it, it's beautiful, like to see flowers here and there, but like, I mean, like to, to also see like a, an incredibly like well manicured garden. That's like been, things carefully selected, things carefully chosen, like right. different kind of beauty, both, both beautiful. But, mm-hmm. um, if, you know, we're, we're shooting at like mastery and we're shooting at like carefully thought out content and curriculum de- development, like I think the actual manicured gardens kind of the thing we're, we're striving for, right? Like, Wild right. Prairie, like, occasionally has a good flower here and there, but then there's also a lot of just dead grass, <laughs> like, right? We're, we're trying to avoid that in education. So uh, when you when you started to choose things and, and, and think about your students and apply those, you know, that's where we started to get a little more to that manicured garden and have it really sort of blossom and come together. And then you roll into your second semester where you even have kind of a bit of a larger theme. Um mm-hmm. And you can kind of apply things with that theme, right? You could give kids some belts, you know, like there could be kind of a where are you uh, system on the belts. Now on that, if I'm with you, if I was like your student and I'm with you through all of middle school and when we get to that second semester, do I like retain my belt level from last year and we're pushing at moving forward or is it like a reset and see, and maybe you can quickly move up because you've sort of proven that you last year were an orange belt or whatever. All right. Um, so we do start over, mm-hmm. but the concepts change. So for sixth grade, it's specific things out of this method book for seventh grade. It'll be specific things out of the next method book or making something from the previous method book a little more challenging, like take this melody and do, you know, something with it. Um, And with eighth grade, it's really focusing on, you know, getting for them, it's endurance, like longer pieces, longer things, because, you know, we're trying to prepare them for high school band. 
And so each each year it kind of changes, but they keep their belts on the instrument cases. So like if I had a seventh grade student, you know, they have all the colored belts on one side of their case and then they have the new belts on another side of the case. So it's, you know, when they walk in, they automatically have something to talk about. Yep, they already have progress. See, you can see like how they did last year and oh, you got to this, but I got to look, check it out. So I like this idea. Curious if something like that jumped to my head. I don't know if it would make sense in the school or not, but seeing that this is your first year or you're going to do it coming up first year here at this school and they don't know any different, <laughs> uh, you have a unique opportunity here to try something new right from the get-go and keep these sort of records. What if moving into that second semester, you have four grades, right? I think four grades, three, 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 three grades. So what Six, if seven. over those three grades, um, you kind of like they're working together, like they're in one sort of dojo, if you will. And you're trying to see like what's the total skills mastered over the entire dojo. So then when that, that, that seventh grader becomes the eighth grader, they're encouraged this year to get as many skills because we're hoping collectively mm-hmm. we reach a, a higher, like the, the, the dojo makes it, you know, to be kind of the top dojo in the, in the area or whatever. And what the way you're measuring that is against kind of previous years uh, benchmark. Yeah, I think that's cool. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I have goals for myself for this semester because, you know, now that, now that I've kind of gotten the ball rolling a little bit for the year. And like I was telling you before, I actually like have figured out what I'm doing for the next couple of days. And I have time to think about other things besides just teaching and getting through the day. Um, you know, I have, I have some ideas of what I'd like to do again, because these are new students for me and because they've never done this before. What can I do to this game to make it even more exciting? You know, I'd love to create some kind of storyline. Sure. I've never done that before. But all of these things that I've been inspired to do from like the XP Lab community, you know, taking their ideas and being like, oh, that is so cool and trying to make it more of a well-rounded game instead of like, all right, next level, great, cool, next level, boom, you know, actually have some kind of storyline that goes along with it. That's my big goal for this year. That'd be awesome. I mean, I think with the karate theme, you could easily wrap that in. There's lots of language there, stories you could borrow from that could be right. amused. Lots of graphics you could find online around that. Um, For sure. I think that would be a great one to start with, Amanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So next, next sort of, I guess, a little shift here in the conversation. Um, I want to sort of just talk about like the power of the arts in general, uh, especially now like during all of this crazy time, uh, I, as a, we call them at our school, we call them cores, core, core class. I never really liked that term. I, I feel like I'm a huge proponent of liberal arts. Like I think we're all important. I think core makes it sound more important, but right. So I apologize, but none taken (laughs) just, just saying what our school calls them. So, uh, during all of this time, we're talking about how core classes, need to sort of slow down, make sure kids are like, like uh, really focus on SEL skills. And then they kind of say like, can you give cha- you know kids way, different ways to be creative uh, more so than usual 
because of all of this. Like we can't just keep having them stare at a screen and like read and stare at a screen and write. So uh, it just made me think of the arts. Like you're, the, you're always playing in that creative space. They're always sort of learning to be more and more creative. They're opening up their minds to new music, new new mediums, new you know new everything. So uh, you know, like in this time, like how what advice would you have to us core teachers? of how we can maybe infuse a, a dash of fine arts in our classes. You know, I think I think it's so important right now that the students, you know, that they all they want is some sense of normalcy, you know, and that is something that they're really struggling with right now. And even even teaching a class like band where there are so many mandates and there are so many things that have to be done in order for us to have class safely. You know, they still come in all every single day. All we want to do is play. Miss Gray, Miss Gray, we just want to play. You know, and, um, and you're like, I that's all so, I want too. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like just finding ways to, to try and make it feel as, quote, I mean, what is normal anymore? But, so true. you know, right? <laughs> but, you know, finding ways for them to express themselves. And I think that is really just what so many of them want right now. They want to be able to express themselves in a way that is comfortable for them and is, quote, normal for them. And, I mean, that's that's what's going to get them through right now. Yes. I mean, like, that's a good point. So, like, in class, uh, while I'll be honest, I use music quite a bit in my class, uh, more to just sort of set the tone. So I usually always have some sort of background music playing typically pretty low typically no words sometimes mm -hmm. it has words but um and kids this past week like th there was a time where like i thought that they might need to focus a little more so i said like all right let's i'll shut this off and a bunch of them said like no i kind of like it on like it makes it feel more homey and mm -hmm. <laughs> it didn't even dawn on me until like wow, like, there's nothing homey right now about my class. I mean, like, they're in rows, right? Like, it's a very sterile right. environment. Like, we've right. had to get rid of all, like, sh bookshelves and stuff to make room for as many, like, right. student seats as possible. And so I, it just reminded me, like, wow, like, even just that touch of music in the background, all of a sudden, for the moment, makes them feel a little more Starbucks-y instead of yeah. factory rows. No, I think, you know, and I, I'm one of the many people who listens to music while I do things, while I'm cooking, while I'm exercising, while I'm lesson planning. Mine's and on all to, the time. It's it's uh, off yeah. just for this podcast. Then it will it'll get played <laughs> well, again. I'm also somebody who has to be really careful about what I listen to, you know, because so if I'm trying to lesson plan, I don't want to listen to something I can sing along with because then I'll just be distracted and I'll keep sure. singing and not focus on what I'm doing. Um, meanwhile, you know, while I'm cooking, I want to be singing. It makes everything go faster and more fun. So, um, you know, I, I do think a lot of students really, really do well with being able to listen to music. But any other kind of thing, too, I mean, finding ways to to do the things that you want to accomplish in class, allowing those creative outlets, that kind of thing is going to help with them too. Yeah. I think, uh, giving kids that space, like you're saying is important. Giving them those outlets that are important for me and my game. That's a lot of like side quests gives that kind of option. Uh, mm -hmm. sometimes my adventure path gives them that, that sort of open window to, to create, uh, and, 
it's always fun at the beginning of the year to me. I use fun in air quotes there for <laughs> for you podcast people that um it's always fun because uh, at the beginning of the year, kids at least get in sixth graders who have never really been given this notion of a side quest and this open-ended creativity. Uh, there's a bit of bit, a bit like, so can I do like this way? You know, can I like paint a picture? I'm like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Like, paint. and they're like, yeah, they're like, well, so, but what about like, I like to build with Legos. Can I do it with like, sure, go ahead. I'm like, what, what is he, is this a trick? What is this? What is this? Wait a minute, wait a minute. What if I like Minecraft? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Do it in Minecraft. What? <laughs> they just It's so funny to sort of see them open up to that and the possibilities that are there. Um, so I, I just think that endeavor, that, that creative endeavor is super valuable, super worth it. And music can play a huge role in that. Uh, have you ever tried Soundtrap? I have heard of it. I have not tried it. You, I think they switched to a pay model. So, you, yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, you might have to pay for it. But um, it could be really cool with your, your band kids that what it allows them to do, it's, it's, it's the musical version or audio version, I should say, of Google Docs. Okay. So, like, I could record something. You could go into that same file and be like, well, I'm going to add like a, a thing here, right? So like I could play my flute and then you could then play the drums and then somebody else could go in and like play. But then like when hit played together, like it all sounds like we're playing it at the same time, you know? Uh, or if we wanted to like do this podcast separately, like I literally could have been asking the questions to nobody and you could have like gone in and said like, here's where he asked the question and you could have hit the record button and said, oh, here's what I think, Michael, blah, blah, blah. And then like... Right. I come in again. I'm like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it would sound as though we did this live and in person, but we didn't. We did it on Soundtrap. That's a lie. We did not do it on Soundtrap, people. No, we did not. <laughs> that sounds super awesome. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I think that could be pretty awesome for your class. Uh, like I said, I don't know if it's, it used to be free, um, but oh, oh well. So uh, this does bring us to our reflection time. So let's see, let's see what we got for our quote today here. Uh, I think I'm going to butcher this person's name. I apologize. Heirich Heaney, I think is who said this one. And then the quote is, where words leave off, music begins. Can you help us spin that quote into sort of what we were talking about today? Right. Um, I have this on my desk. I have a version of it. It is uh, the one that I have is where words fail, music speaks. Very, very similar. Very similar. Very similar. And I think, you know, that music, art, any, any of these creative outlets is a way to express things that you can't get out in words. And that can be so important, especially in middle school. Uh, when people are trying to figure out who they are, they're trying to figure out what they want to be. And sometimes they just can't articulate that and finding ways to express it through the arts, um, can be incredibly powerful for them. Uh, I love it. I think that that's, that is pretty much the answer I was going to give that, you know, um, all of these creative endeavors, like 
when we do that, when you when you create something musically, artistically, uh, it moves beyond words, right? It's another way to sort of say it is, right? A picture's worth a thousand words. I mean, like, there's just a beauty. Uh, there is a reason we have these different mediums because, like, they are able to express a piece of the human spirit, a piece of the human condition that you just can't get in words. Um, and, and vice versa. I mean, there's things that music can't do that words can do, right? Like, it's just... Right. We, need, we need them all. And I think that that's why I'm a huge fan of the liberal arts because... I think we need it all. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, and it applies to everyone and everything. Kids, adults, everyone. So true. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for coming on to Well Played. Super excited to finally have you on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. Everyone else, thank you for joining in the fun of today. A huge thanks again to Amanda and everyone else. Thank you so much for making Well Played kind of a weekly stop for you. I can't believe we're in season four. Next week makes literally the halfway point of season four. I can't believe that we're three and a half years of Well Played every Tuesday uh, morning. Haven't uh, missed one in three and a half years. That's crazy. Uh, so everybody keep coming back. Keep uh, wishing you all good luck and that you're finding some joy in the journey. All right, guys, take care.